everybody, it is Carolyn here with our next episode of the Kick-Ass Coaching for Mums podcast. Now, as a reminder, this podcast is for you if, like me, you have ever felt stuck, which, if we're honest, is probably most of us at some point or other. Maybe you even feel stuck right now. Well, I know how that feels. I've been there and I've learned that the key to getting unstuck is getting an outside perspective. And that's exactly why I created this podcast. Some of the best kind of people to, to provide that outside perspective, in my opinion, in an objective and a practical way, is a coach. Now, coaches work with people who are looking essentially for some direction or some support in getting unstuck and, and moving to that next stage, whatever that looks like for them. So by sharing their knowledge and their experience and their tips and their insights with us on on this podcast, then what we're aiming to do is help you to know that it's okay to feel stuck. You are not alone. We all feel like that from time to time and probably more often than we admit. But also that there is a way to move forward uh, and trust us there always is. Certainly in my experience, you don't have to stay there. So... Without further ado, let me introduce today's guest, um, who is the delightful Rafiat Adekunle. Hi, Rafiat. How are you today? I am absolutely fine. Thank you very much, Caroline. Good to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. I am so grateful to you for taking this time to share your knowledge and your wisdom with us. Let's dive straight in. And please tell us a bit about you and why did you become a coach? Okay, so like I said, my name is Rafiata Dekani and I am a, first and foremost a child of God. I'm a wife and I'm a mother of two absolutely inspiring young adults and I do several things. But My background actually was as a consultant gynecologist and I chose to change my tracks um, to do something else different that was more meaningful for me. And that's led me in several directions. So what do I do? So I'm currently the one of the founding co-directors of Open Arms Homes. I'm also a network marketing professional. I am a live and spiritual mentor, and I'm also a holistic coach. So many hats, but all of them just me. Wow. And why did I go into coaching? Well, that's an interesting one, actually, uh, because all my life, I think I've always been a mentor in one shape or form. Mm -hmm. And in the medical career, I was also a mentor and I was in charge of trainees and junior doctors in my department. But it was at a networking event, a, a lunch networking event. I was sat with a lady who apparently just what I thought was a conversation led to her finding a solution to a problem. And she turned around and said, are you a coach? And I thought, what is a coach? <laughs> and she said, well, I am a coach and you've just coached me through a situation. I think you need to go and find out what it is because you are good at it. And wow. so I went to explore. And so I had went to one of the organizations at a free weekend and I realized sitting in that room that actually 
I've been doing this, maybe not doing it in all the ramifications of it most of my life. Mm-hmm. And the main reason I went into it links into Open Arms Homes, which is really my life passion to help homeless and vulnerable women. And I could see where having those skills, you know, you, your podcast about people being stuck, having those skills where I worked with some ladies and because I, or most of what I had were mentoring skills, it was difficult to help move them along because I didn't have the tools to help them find their own truths. And I could see how it was so useful for them to move them along in terms of their recovery, but also how it's absolutely fantastic in my family and friends mm-hmm. and how it could also help with other people. And for me, women especially. So that's sort of where my heart and passion is. So that's why I went to coaching, just to help people be the best they can. Wow, amazing. What a great introduction to you. That's inspiring in so many ways. And gosh, there's so many different questions that I feel like I could ask you based on what you've just told us. But tell me if you would, in terms of your coaching Um, the coaching element, the coaching hat you wear, who do you now look to help and and how? I know you've mentioned women, but but, um, is is there a specific, I suppose, kind of area with that? And and how do you help them? Okay. So for me, I think if I was going to coin a name, it would be holistic coaching. And I said that in the sense that we're spirits all over my body and whenever something changes in one area, it affects the other areas. And when we're stuck in one area, we're thinking maybe, oh, I don't know, my health and fitness, but actually the underlying thing might be the, the, the issues at home or work that is making you unable to do all the other things. So that's sort of the general umbrella of what I do. I, I coach those who want to be helped, but I love coaching women who mm-hmm. may or may not be moms, who may or may not be professional working women and those who are constantly juggling, constantly having change, either imposed on them or they're going through different transitions So, or at crossroads. So for me, the common theme is that juggling, that don't know what to do, get stuck. And I say women may or may not be moms, may not be professional because I'm a woman. I am a mom. I was a working mom full time and I was a professional. And even uh, in my introduction earlier on about moving from a medical profession to a different thing mm-hmm. was a change. And it's about navigating that change. So, so that's sort of where those I, I love working with. I can work with those who are open to be worked with. And how do I do it? The way I do it really is first we have a chat because I like to know that we're both, we're fit for each other. It's a, it's yeah. a very personal relationship. Um, yeah. You know, you're going to be opening yourself to somebody and we need to know that we can work together. And then I have a process which is called an unlocking process, or I call it an unlocking process. So I'm calling it a discovery chat. But for me, it's about unlocking because if people can know firstly who they really are, not what they think they are, who mm-hmm. they really are and what's truly, truly important to them and what are their main values, it's then easier to be able to see, right, I have this change, but what's on the other side of that change? And what, what, of, what of those things that I really want are on the other side? Because once they can see that, it helps them move forward and gets them unstuck from where they 
felt mm-hmm. stuck not knowing what to do. And for me, I think that is such a huge element of it. And most of my clients, clients always say, oh, my Lord, I never even thought it would be that. Uh, and, you know, and it helps them in their journey. And there are a series of conversations where I like to think myself to be the thinking partner. I don't particularly like the word coach. It always brings different connotations to different people. Mm-hmm. I'm the thinking partner, creating a safe space for them to come and think and find out from themselves what they truly want. And then open up their eyes and their heart to the opportunities they have. And that they can choose, depending on what the situation is, what opportunities they want to go down the line of. Mm-hmm. And then I move from being a thinking partner to be their co-pilot because they now know where they want to get to. And they put their destination in their sat nav and it's, we just recalculate along the way. And they're still in control of whatever that changes. So that's sort of generally how um, I, I, I would say I, I work. All of that in from a place of, of a love and respect and honor that they know what's best for them. Yes. And they have their own answers within them my job is just to give them the space to we i don't know let that butterfly sort of transform the caterpillar transform to a butterfly in that, that situation lovely oh so many lovely metaphors in there i uh, thank you that was a that was a great response um <laughs> i and a lot in there that i personally that, that struck a chord with me personally um, you know, the, 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 it's not by accident that, that my, my main message to my eat, sleep, mum, repeat audience is, a, is about that concept of, re- of recognising a feeling of being stuck, um, because it has to be recognised in the first instance. I've learned that from personal experience. Um, and then acknowledging that you don't want to stay there and acknowledging that you are willing to let someone help you on that next stage of your journey and I use I use those words very deliberately because I think there's there's quite a common almost still there's quite a common stigma attached if that's the right way to put it to the the concept of people asking for help that it that it shows almost a weakness and mm. I, I hold a very different view about that I my view is very much that actually it does the opposite it displays strength you know no, nobody no, no to coin a phrase no man is an island in this world no woman is an island to, to make that a fair statement um we do best with the support of the right people behind us and around us and a phrase that you used in there hit the nail on the head for me. You said you work with people who want to be helped. That and there's a there's a key in that. That a they have recognised that help is available and that it's not a bad thing to have that help and to ask for it. And therefore, as an extension of that, they want that help. So you're you're Absolutely. you know you, as you say you're accompanying them on that journey in in, in the format of. I loved your words, um, kind of the thinking partner and, and the co-pilot at, at whatever stage they are on. And that's a that's a really lovely way of putting it. And I think if that if that could convey to people that are listening um, that sense of, as I say, certainly my message is that asking for help is not a sign of weakness. It's absolutely a sign of strength and of courage. Um, then, you know, hopefully that that helps somebody who's listening. Yes, I totally agree with you because it takes a strong person to say, I can't do this. 
I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And I choose not to bumble along. Yes. Life could be better. I can't see how it could, but I believe life could be better. So I'm going to figure out or find out how to do that. Yeah. It takes a strong person to put their hands up. And the thing is, yes, there are people out there. Just find the right person for you yeah. that would help you unlock that door. That's Absolutely. all it takes. Absolutely. Yeah. One of one of the lessons that I've learned. And again, you know, for me, my message comes absolutely from a place of personal experience. I think that's that's really important. One of the things that I've learned is that a a concept of being stuck is that you're in the right. You're in you're in one place that you can't get out of. But a common misconception with that is that you'll stay there. What I mean by that is I again, I've learned from personal experience actually you never stay in one place you you either are going forwards or actually you are going backwards um you never stay in one place because by by staying stuck and not finding a way to move forwards you know life life carries on life moves on around you and therefore by definition you're going backwards because you are not moving with it um that that's that's my I, i suppose the way i perceive it and the way i sort of explain it to people and a phrase somebody introduced me to once, which I absolutely love. Again, it's another it's another metaphor, but it, it, I found it really powerful. Somebody once said to me, even if you are on the right track, if you just stand still, you'll eventually get hit by a train. <laughs> and that, absolutely. Was really, that was really powerful for me. Um, absolutely. Because, absolutely. It's true. It's so true. Uh, and for me, that's exactly what being stuck is about. You know, you... Um, something will come along and hit you if you don't find a way to move forward. Absolutely. And the thing is, whatever we do, sometimes things are going to come and hit us. Or could you forget, forgive yourself when you could have done something to move yourself away? Exactly. To, 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 to go different, to move tracks, or to move forward, or to move lateral, or to move whichever way it is, so mm-hmm. that you, you know, and it's also that thing about, um, having ownership and control of how your life goes and not feeling the rest of the world decides that for you. Yeah. And I find sometimes is that when we have the, the conflict in what we truly want, our values are what the world is saying, or we feel we should be doing that the whole world tells you you should be doing. And that's where we generally feel s- stuck, but then there is always a way out or sometimes it's actually not a way out it's about looking in and understanding why you're feeling stuck because yeah. once you can understand it you might see it on a totally different perspective which changes the whole issue for you and you find actually no i'm in the right place it's just that bit i need to change yes yeah as you say the perspective definitely fab awesome so i suppose in the interest of of understanding a bit more about you and, and your story, which is, is is certainly fascinating to me, and I know it will be to those people listening. Tell us, if you can, about a time when you personally felt stuck and, and how coaching helped you in that situation. Okay. Oh, right. I, 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 like I said, I didn't know what coaching was. So coaching only actually truly stumbled into my life maybe about uh, two years ago, just before. COVID, I think, okay. And but the, the moment that really was pivotal for me was at the end, was on the 31st of December 2020. And I had an issue 
within my business where you know where you you know what to do but you're just not doing what you should do what you know to do not because you should do you want to do it but you're just not doing and I'm thinking why aren't I doing it I'm great at this I love this what is the problem and I'd sort of try to and I'm a very uh, introspective reflective person but I gone as far as I know I could go so yeah. I went to my coach who thankfully is a holistic coach and but holistic coaching is not just pure coaching uh, it's p- pure coaching but you can contract someone to use other tools and bring them to the session and we went down into and I said look 31st of December I am not going into the new year with this I need to know whether I'm carrying on with this or I'm not. And either way, I'm happy with that decision, whatever the decision is, so long as I understand it. And when we had a session, it was really amazing. Uh, It came down to an incident that happened as a child when I had stepped out to try something new and I failed at doing that something new. And I was actually okay failing or not, not, getting it right the first, second time. But the effect and the reaction that it had on my mother to the point that she got afraid. And in my head, my little girl head went, if you're not sure you're going to succeed, don't do it because it hurts people. Yes. And that stopped me from trying things because if if it wasn't perfect, if I wasn't absolutely sure, I wasn't going to do it. Even simple things. And I, when, it, when I got that realization, awareness, I realized even simple things like learning to ride a bicycle, learning to do simple things. I was, I held myself back. And boom, when I had that awareness in that session, there was oh, first a release and freedom. And, ah, oh, is that all it is? And then there was that empowering in that session that, okay, I get what it is. I can give it a name. So whenever I get that fear, and it is fear, fear of not getting it right, fear of not being perfect, fear of failing, I give it a name. So when it comes along, I go, hey, love, I see you, I hear you, it's okay. Mm -hmm. And that was very pivotal in the way I entered the beginning of this year, which was very pivotal in how I sort of went out talking to people about that business. But the funny part of that is when I did that, I suddenly realized about four months down the line, actually, yes, that business was great, but that wasn't my main motivation. That wasn't my main thing. And I would never have realized that, except I'd gone into coaching to find out why am I stuck here? Yes. Wow, that's incredible. And what a difference that must have made to you heading into difference. this year. Yes. Yeah, a huge, huge difference. Considering all that sort of COVID had done and everything, and yes, I, you know, but it was a huge, huge difference. And I suppose the the best part of it was knowing that actually, it wasn't because I didn't want to do it. It wasn't because I wasn't good enough, which are the other lies we hear. Mm -hmm. But it was because there was something from before, and my whole brain was trying to protect me from what it had filed as we don't want that happening to us again ever. Yeah. Which is what holds us back, even as moms, you yeah. know, and we don't realise that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's a, there's, there's a couple of really key words in there that stood out for me. Um, one of them is, was empowerment. Um, that, that has, that, ha- that word has huge value to me, both, both for me personally, but also in terms of sort of the message that I'm trying to convey. Um, with eat sleep and repeat 
um, but also the word freedom. Freedom has come to mean so much more to me in recent years um, in a way that I, I probably couldn't do justice to, even if we stayed here on this podcast episode for the next <laughs> two hours. Um, mm. But as a single word that means so much, you know, just like empowerment, freedom has has such um, sort of powerful value to me that, um, yeah, that 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 really hit home what you were yeah. saying to them. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're so crucial. And it's, it's that freedom to, to be, freedom to be what you want to be, freedom yeah. to choose what you want to do. Within yeah. the confines, I know we have to work within what we've got, but in this moment, right now, are you being who you choose to be? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's, gosh, a hugely powerful question. Mm. And one that mm. I think we all benefit from taking some time to just sit back and and let sink in on a, on a regular basis. Yeah. So yeah. that leads me nicely on to my next question, because one of one of our core messages for Eat, Sleep, Mum, Repeat is is essentially one of self-care, self-development um, and crucially self-identity, not necessarily in that priority order. You know, it's different for everybody. But the reason for that is because certainly I've learned in many different ways that, that who you are and how you are matters full stop. With that in mind, and there's two parts to my next question, really. The first part is, what does self-care mean to you? How, how do you ensure that you are taking time to look after you? Okay. Um, and that... To answer that, I'd sort of had to explore myself several years ago. What are the three most important things to me in my life that mm-hmm. keeps me moving and keeps me ticking? And I realized that for me is my relationship with God. I've got a strong faith. I used to be a Muslim and now a Christian. It's mm-hmm. my relationship with God. It's my relationship with firstly my husband and then my children, so mm-hmm. that's second. And the third is my friendships. And I realized that I need all those three, I call it my love tank. So my love tank has got three sections and all three have to be full for me to run on full engine power. So yeah. having realized that, I realized that my relationship with God was primarily that time with him. And for me to be anything else for anybody, I had to be healthy. So is God, myself, and then the others. So that helped me form my self-care routine. I have what my morning and evening routine, and I call them my bookend routines. So things can change during the day, but my bookends are the same. So my general day starts up about 5, 5.30 in the morning, come downstairs, put the kettle on. I have my quiet time with God, even before anybody else. With my yeah. first cup of tea, I call it my cup of tea with daddy. And I sit down there, read the Bible, have a chat. Some would say meditation. I call it prayer. I read a conversation with God. And it's like, charge my battery, right? What are we doing today? Guide yeah. me today. That's the first one. Oh. Then I have a time with my husband, which is also important. My kids are out of the house now. And once that's done, it's then me which is my health. And that is, I have my exercise session in the morning mm-hmm. and then breakfast before I face the world. 
Yeah. I my day facing the world starts for me at 10 o'clock presently. I'm sure that will change. But once I get that done, I'm ready for the world. Doesn't matter what the day brings. Yeah. And my nighttime routine is my wind down. So my brain's not worrying all the stuff for the day. So yeah. I try to get about seven hours sleep. So that means I should be able to get to bed for 10 o'clock. So I've actually got alarms on my phone to remind me to do all these things because um, <laughs> I forget, okay? So my alarm goes at night, my kids laugh. They go, mom, is your phone telling you to do something? Yes, it's telling me it's break time. So I have all of those things set as alarms. So 9.30, I wind down, everything stops. I pack my husband's lunchbox and I get myself to bed. But the one thing I do before I go to sleep is almost rewind and play the day. And I look for those little moments where I was blessed or I was a blessing. And I give thanks for those things before I go to sleep. Because when I end my day that way, I know the next day is going to be fun. So those are my fixed routine for the day. Yeah. And for me, on a daily, I do have a daily and weekly routine as well. So daily, I choose one thing that I want to do that day, that by doing that one thing makes everything else irrelevant. So I choose one thing, which might be business oriented, but I also choose one thing that's usually something silly that's just for me. Something that makes me yeah. laugh or smile. And some days it's like, you know, my 11.30 coffee break is a dance session in the kitchen and I'm singing to my heart's delight <laughs> or I'm just going to spend 30 minutes out in the garden and just listen to the birds or whatever, but something for me because mm-hmm. that replenishes me. And, you know, and to, for me, that, that's sort of like my daily, my bookends and what I do every day for my self-care. Every week I will have something that's also for me. So yeah. uh, very busy, but I try to figure out a time maybe 30 minutes maybe two hours but it might just be reading a book mm-hmm. it might just be having a chat with a friend so i make sure there's someone i'm talking to that i don't usually talk to once a week remember friendship was important to me yeah to top in my, my feeding my, my tank and we have weekly uh zoom calls with the children fortnightly and one with my siblings so it's all and that's sunday that's my sunday Sunday is family time. Okay, so it's all of those little things. Similarly not huge, similarly not urgent, but crucial and important to me. Yeah. And my, 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 to to, to those listening is, what are those things that, you know, just makes your heart sing? Yeah. Just for you. Because guess what? If your heart's singing, your voice sings, your action sings your whole person sings and that's what attracts all the yummy good things to you yeah yeah gosh um i'm struggling to know where to even respond to everything you've just said there's so many different things Um, yes you listen to your heart (laughs) i so the first thing the first thing that struck me in all of that was there was a book reference that i went i've read that same book that was the first thing that sprung out at me your reference that book will be the one thing (laughs) <laughs> which I, for anybody listening I would highly recommend the book called The One Thing your reference to your bookends for your day with the exception of essentially what we call them and what we call the elements that we fit within that absolutely I was sat there going you sound you're just telling me my day you're telling me about the bookends of my day that's exactly what I do like the the start time what I do um you know what I include the the end time the amount of sleep I'm aiming for all that kind of stuff I found that that's the absolute perfect balance for me and to use your words it literally is my way of setting myself up for the day so that then I'm I'm 
you know, I'm, I, I've essentially created my own resilience and my own energy f- for whatever life absolutely. then throws at me. Absolutely, um, absolutely. And it's invaluable. But then also, yes, your reference to moments of silliness is spot on. I think I, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna put no I'm not gonna embarrass myself by this. I am sharing it willingly and happily with a smile on my face. I one thing that I've incorporated into my morning routine recently. I now get up at five thirty in the morning. I, I've I'm, I'm not gonna claim I got there overnight. I definitely didn't. I always used to describe myself. I was not a morning person. If I had to be up before seven o'clock in the morning, it was a struggle. It's gonna be tough. Um, yeah. And yet, through the course of you know, small but but significant steps in the right direction of improving that. I've gradually made my my alarm clock come back by fifteen minute intervals until I've I've arrived where I am now, which is five thirty. And I've got there willingly and happily, and it works really well for me now. And the, one of the core things that I do in that morning routine is is whenever the weather is good, obviously unless it's sort of the deepest darkest darkest depths of winter, I get out in the fresh air. I, I surround myself with green space. I listen to some uplifting music or I listen to an uplifting, you know, audio book or podcast or something like that. And one silly thing that I've started introducing into that morning exercise routine, instead of just running or walking, I've taken to either having um, essentially a few minutes of silliness by going, right, I'm, I'm not just going to walk, I'm going to skip um, because it, it feels it feels a bit childish. It feels a bit like, you know, I'm letting myself just be silly. Um, it's so much more fun to skip than it is to walk or to run. And you so can't dead. you can't not skip with a smile on your face. It's face. an automatic thing. You skip and you smile. The two go hand in hand. So either I skip <laughs> or in the middle of a, in the middle of like a wood clearing, I I burst into dance to whatever music I'm listening to and um, it's amazing how that's kind of upped the the impact level of my exercise because I'm a you know I'm not just out sort of seriously walking for fitness or seriously running for fitness I'm I'm out having fun letting myself have fun. fun And with a smile, a a natural smile on my face, I'm not forcing that smile, it's happening automatically. And it's amazing, even if, like my top tip for what it's worth for this episode podcast, my top tip is even if you only allow yourself 30 seconds when no one's watching, just let yourself skip for 30 seconds or dance for 30 seconds. It's amazing how it will. It is. And there's a science behind that. Yes, and there's a science behind that because when we do fun things, we get the happy hormones. Yeah. And they are the ones that gives all the energy and inspiration and everything we need. So we don't need, you know, a, a fix me. Just have fun, smile. And one of the things I'm learning to say to myself is if it doesn't make me smile, why am I doing it? Yes, absolutely. If it doesn't make my heart sing, why am I doing it? There's some things you're going to do that's not going to make your heart sing and make you smile, but always ask yourself that question. But yeah. a small infusion 
of happiness and joy in your day makes a huge difference. And one of the things you said there that sort of I related to was, I now wake up at 5.30. I didn't get there overnight, but by small little changes. And you were talking about book reference. That gives me a book reference for the audience, a book called The Compound Effect. So the similarly small little changes that we can do that can either work for us positively or negatively and the choice is ours but if we start taking those small changes it multiplies yeah I was I was also I've always been a morning person I was I can't exercise in the evening person I can now because yeah. I've done similarly small changes yeah. if yeah. I need to. It's all about that. But small little two millimeter changes in what we think or do yeah. makes a huge difference at the other end. Absolutely. So, so yeah, absolutely. Hit the nail on the head. And it's it's very interesting that you make reference to that book because um, literally as recently as yesterday, I recommended that book to a group of people ah. I was talking to. Yeah. So, I, I am also a huge fan of that same book, The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. And the way that I translate what I've learned from the book, The Compound Effect, into my eat, sleep, mum, repeat world um, is to refer to what I call baby steps, because it, it, mm-hmm. it's a very nice little analogy for, for you know, the, con, you know, the, the mum that the audience mums that that we're talking to um, the same principle. Absolutely. Is, you know, little by little all add up to, to, to big impact. This is celebrating things along the way, use, using the analogy of a baby. When our babies are little children, when they take the first step, we go, oh, cool. why can't we do that for ourselves? Exactly. You know, I couldn't get up at six o'clock. I got up at five past six today. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Giving yourself a round of applause. Absolutely. 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 Nobody else is going to, so you might as well, sweetheart. Yes, definitely. 100%. So, brilliant. We've we've talked in so, in so much detail there about self-care. I love it. And I love asking these questions because there's always little tidbits that I can take from it and, and learn for myself. Um, and that's, as you can see, has also put a huge natural smile on my face. <laughs> I love, like it's really lifted me up talking about that. So that's self-care and that's brilliant. Different version of the same question. What does self-development look like for you? How, how do you, or what do you do to make sure that you keep improving? Okay, so for me, I, I'm one of the, I call myself a, a self-development sponge. So I like to, I'm continually looking for ways to improve whatever, whether it's cooking, whether it's cleaning, being a mom, being a friend, whatever. So I, it depends on which area that I feel I'm getting stagnant at. I hate being stagnant. So mm-hmm. I, I, I read lots of self-development books. Yeah. Uh, self-development, if I mean, you measure Darren Hardy, I have been a follower of him. He's been my uh, mentor by proxy for several years, about 2018. And a lot of sort of the changes I've done has been from his mentorship, um, yeah. you know, and lots of things I learned from that. So I, I soak a lot of that. In fact, I'm doing one of his, his sort of um, programs now called The Hero's Journey, which is about leadership. So, so for me, and that leadership could be in a workplace, could be at home. So I'm always looking for things to develop myself. But also, it's about things, learning new things, things I've not done before. So for instance, COVID hit all of us last year. And 
um, I managed in different ways and there are lots of positives about it. But one of the positives about it was the fact that I picked up gardening, something I'd never done before, something I had no interest in. Yeah. But I so love it now. It's almost central to even my mental health sort of taking that time out, you know. So yeah. so, so I do little things like that. Uh, picked up, uh, I sing um, I, I sing as part of the, 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 the worship to the church on Sundays and I love that. But I just love singing even though I'm not great at it. So recently I said I've been singing lessons. So my development is all about the whole of yeah. me, not just the working part of me or yeah. the mom part of me or the wife part of me. It's about raffia. Where do you want to evolve? Where do you want to transform? Where do you want to change? And I'm always looking for that. And, you know, I'm a creature of habit. So for me to actually change things is a big thing for me, but I do it for the right reasons. And I'm a true believer that you cannot be your best until you fed yourself and brought yourself and grown yourself to the, the best for you before mm-hmm. you can be for anybody else absolutely absolutely yeah that um the the analogy for me that 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 comes to mind immediately as you've said that and, and interestingly i've used the same analogy in conversation on one of my earlier podcast episodes the analogy i use is um that that lesson that we're all given every time we board a plane that if if you need your oxygen masks if they have to come down for any reason you put your own on first because that's Absolutely. the only way you're then going to help those around. Yeah, otherwise you'd be dead. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And then what you wanted to achieve, you never get to achieve it. And lots of us, um, you know, we, especially moms, we're so hard on ourselves. We put ourselves last. And actually, there is a place for that. But even if it's only five minutes for yourself, mm-hmm. that's just yours, just to recalculate it's not selfish it's actually self-care yeah when you are it's a bit like a car you're never gonna drive your car out of the carport without petrol you're never gonna do do when he's got red lights flashing all over the place but as moms we ignore the red lights yeah until we have a massive breakdown and we think oh no what have i done actually when the amber light was showing we could have done something yeah yeah brilliant what a perfect way of explaining it definitely definitely so and that leads that leads me brilliantly on to the next question which is so we we aim with this podcast um to empower by sharing what we learn so could you share with us one tip or technique um that we could implement today I will do tip and then I will do technique. Tip is know thyself. Because if you don't know who you are and what you really, really, really want, you will get blown by every wind that comes. Mm -hmm. A technique to help you do that is what I alluded to earlier, is what are the important things? I call mine my love time. Give me whatever name you want. But what is crucial to be in your love tank, to keep you moving. Yeah. Because once you can identify that, you can feed it and fill the tank. And it doesn't take a lot, but it takes you a long way. Yeah. And if you can just understand that, I think those are my, my technique, my tips, really, because that's been pivotal in me 
um, evolving to who I am today. Fantastic. And yes, so I, I love that. Thank you so much. That one of the overriding messages that's coming out of our conversation today for me is is that concept of your love tank and and and, and what are the aspects that you need to always make sure you're drawing from to fill it up and to keep it Absolutely. full. Um, yeah. I, yeah, that's brilliant. Thank you. And I have no doubt that there will be people listening who will want to find out more about what you do um you know and 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 how they can i suppose um you know interact with you some more after this podcast so tell us please where can our audience find you online and, and how can they find out more um about what you do if they want to okay so i am on linkedin as my name mm-hmm. i am also on instagram even though i don't do a great deal on there um, and that's also as my name. I'm, I'm on Facebook personally, but I have a business Facebook page, which is called Be The Best You. Okay. Oh, yeah, Be The Best You, I think it is. Um, and I have a website, which is Rafiat, to keep it simple, that's R-A-F for Freddie, I-A-T, dot mm-hmm. dot U-K. And on that platform, there's a bit about who I am, a bit about all the other things I do. You will not find anything about my coaching on there and that was a decision I made based on my own values mm-hmm. I there are lots of people out there who label themselves as coaches who have actually not gone through a qualified coaching course or an accredited course and I choose not to be one of those so though I've been coaching for the past 18 months I'm doing coaching alongside doing my first diploma so there's nothing on there about my coaching so if you want to know about that hop onto my website there is a contact page pop a bit of the information there and I feel the best way to know about that is let's have a chat it's always good to talk because then we can get to know each other but those are the platforms that people can find me see me and interact with me and I love interacting with people so please do pop on there Awesome. And do let me know where you heard about me, where you, where the connection was, because it always helps me connect dots. Yeah, absolutely. Now, thank you for that. We arrive at the fun, the fun end part of our podcast. (laughs) I love this part because this is our bonus question, but it's, it's a completely random question um, that has been set by the guest on the previous podcast episode so you have no idea what's coming at you right now and um, I love that but interestingly and this is interesting the the question that was posed to me from our last guest for you actually links beautifully by coincidence to what you've just said about you know I love conversation I love connecting with people the question asked by last week's guest literally starts with the statement I love conversation (laughs) (laughs) And she she then went on to say, what's the most unusual, bizarre or strange conversation that you've ever had? And what impact did it have on you? Now, I appreciate you might want a few moments just to think about that, because it's a big question. By all means, take your time. You know, it's going to be one of a silly one. And I I hope the mums in the audience will relate to it. But it's, you know, when you have a baby. Yes, I do. (laughs) All you do is the goo goo gaga. Right. So I had a situation with my son 
uh, I think it was that kind of recommended month, months old it was. And it was being really, really ratty that day. And I remember just picking him up, carrying him looking at my in my arms, and it was like, and it was like we're having this hot, this weird conversation that I had no clue what he was saying. I was like nodding, and he was nodding, and he was smiling, and I, was, and I thought, great, bizarre, but it worked. And we changed from this very cranky little boy, little baby, to a child that was like, yeah, bring it on. <laughs> Did I have a clue what I was saying? No. <laughs> Obviously, we had some connection there. That was great. I mean, it worked. You know, so for me, I was sort of thinking off the cuff. That was the first thing that popped into my head. And I remember my husband was watching. I said, what are you doing? I said, we are having a conversation. <laughs> Don't you get it? He gets it. Speak a language. Get on the page, man. It was like, you know, so yeah. I suppose that's a silly part of it. But that's, that's the first one I thought of, really. That is a brilliant answer, an absolutely brilliant answer. I think a lot of people could have been asked that question sort of off the cuff without knowing it was coming and felt the need to give a very, um, if, the, if it's the right way to put it, a very professional answer from sort of their their, their professional work life or, you know, or, or certainly from adulthood and, and actually that that was almost the perfect antidote to where that that question could have led to because I, I, I like most people listening I resonated with that answer absolutely we have all been there as mums where you know we we we, we feed off each other between ourselves as mums and the children you know in our care whether whatever age they're at and if if a baby especially or a young toddler um is is in a a bit of a bad place that day you know they got out of bed the wrong side got a bit of a grumpy head on um it's very easy as a mum for that for that mood to suck you in and then for that to impact your mood and then all of a sudden you're being cranky with each other and you know it's a bit of a downward spiral there's a huge amount of power in what you've just said in recognizing that actually you can interrupt that and change it back the other way simply by connecting with your silly somewhere and just going do you know what I can I can either let this moment drag suck me in and we've all been there I'm not suggesting we haven't you know we've 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 all sort of succumbed to that at times but if you can see it and recognize it for what it is and 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 sort of shift it back in the opposite direction it's amazing how quickly and I can think of instances with my own daughter when she was younger where exactly that same thing's happened you just kind of go do you know what at this moment we can either sink or swim and we choose to Mm -hmm. swim and we're going to swim by just being silly we're just gonna Mm -hmm. yeah we'll have a babbling conversation about absolutely nothing but in the moment it makes sense it works it picks us up it, it puts us back in a better frame of mind and we can carry on with our day so that's what a brilliant answer thank you that's well I can, I can like to keep it simple you know it, it always comes back to the basics isn't it yeah it always always comes back to the basics yeah and interestingly one of the things that me and my husband have learned as an, an exact result of those situations with a, with a young baby or toddler is to bring that into our adult life sometimes adulthood you know, we're all we're all capable of allowing adulthood to make us too serious and oh, tell me about it. Show up in life too seriously. And actually, sometimes we recognize it in each other and just say the silliest thing just to sort of break that moment of seriousness. And it works. It works even for us as grown ups. It doesn't have to be just because there's a child involved. And yeah, spot on. 
I, I'm yeah, not... but we grown ups are children Absolutely. in bigger clothes, aren't yeah. we? Really, we're going to be truthful. Yeah, and we need to just tap into that child ever so often because yeah. you know we want to be fearless, we want to be powerful, we want to be believing. Isn't that what children are? Of they just go for it. Yeah, they just go for it. So yeah, it's always good Absolutely. to tap into that inner child. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So you've had your random bonus question asked of you. In that case, for next week's guest, would you please tell me what your random bonus question is for them? Well, it will come to no surprise to you. As you probably gathered, I have bouts of silliness in my day. So my question to your next guest is, what silliness do you do in your day? What's the silliest thing that you've done that made you giggle and laugh so much? You nearly wet your pants and everybody thought you were silly. We didn't care. <laughs> Brilliant. I love that. It's the silliest thing that you've done. <laughs> that nearly made you wet your pants. I love that. <laughs> oh, amazing. Right, brilliant. I'm going to love asking that question. Who knows? <laughs> I'm going to love listening to the answer to that one. Who knows what answer? There's, oh gosh, a million more different os- os- um, answers that could come back to that. And I, I always find, inevitably, when, when each guest gives me their question for next week's guest, I, of course, immediately find my brain wondering what my answer would be to it. And then you go, well... Oh, you go all over Don't the place. So, rather than distracting myself with what with what my answer to that question is, I'll I'll keep myself on task, and um, <laughs> I will I will wrap us up here, Rafiat, by saying what an absolute pleasure it has been talking to you today. As it always is, it was a lot of fun. Um, I have. Um, I, I will happily admit I have a bit of jaw ache from the amount of smiling I've done. Me too. For those people listening, they can't see that, but hopefully they can hear the fact that we have chatted with huge smiles on our faces. It has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. And of course, for everybody listening, thank you for being here with us today. We, we really hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed making it um, because we truly have. So, of course, please do join us again soon for our next episode of Kick-Ass Coaching for Mums with me, Carolyn Gamble. I will sign off with gratitude, as I always do. Take care. See you soon. And bye-bye. Thank you so much, Rafia. Thank you very much. It was an honour and a pleasure. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to find out more about Eat, Sleep, Mum, Repeat, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram for daily inspiration, hints, tips and resources. Of course, please make sure you check out the other episodes in this series of my podcast too. I'm delighted to have had some amazing guests and all of them have offered unique and different insights into the world of coaching and how it is available and relevant to all of us as well as the topics of self-identity, self-care and self-development and why those are so important for you. You can find all the info you need in the show notes for the podcast. Thank you again. And remember, you matter. So please look after yourself. See you next time.